listening to the homily of Father Francis Lynch, parish priest of St Mary's Church in Chislehurst, UK. This service is provided by the Lexio Divina team, part of the LOV Verbum Day Ministry, who invites you all to share this reflection and their love for the Word of God. The Gospel is the good news of salvation for mankind. That salvation is only through Jesus Christ. As Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Name the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. So first I'd like to, to greet the LOV community and also the recently affiliated Logical Bible Study Ministry, which is based in Australia. So welcome to you all and thank you for all the good work you do and i hope you will think about joining them the gospel today is from st luke 10 25 to 37 and it's the good samaritan which will be a good one to talk about but i'm not going to be talking about that today i want to talk about the supreme court judgment in america now i don't live in america i'm not an american citizen probably none of you are either so it may not seem that important but it is because what America does, does turn to affect the rest of the world. And America was um, introduced um, abortion law legislation um, and it was done through the courts. That is, it wasn't done by legislation, it wasn't done by, by a democratic process, be that as it may. Um, 50 years ago, they passed the law, um, or rather they, they um, put into law the fact that Anyone could have an abortion. There was a right to abortion. That's any woman could have an abortion. Presumably, actually, any woman with a child could have an abortion. Um, the others weren't really eligible. Um, and no state, uh, because America is based on states as well as on the United States itself, no state could bring in a law to stop or um, repress this in any way. And so for 50 years, abortion has been considered a human right in America. Um, what can we say about this? Or rather, what can we say about the recent decision of the Supreme Court to, um, to throw this out and say just the opposite, that this decision by the Supreme Court 50 years ago was incorrect and wrong, and it wasn't supported by um, the American Constitution, which in fact supports just the opposite. Um, so, I'd like to just say a few words about this because it is so important for the whole world, really. One is that abortion can never really be a human right. And the reason for that is that you're um, taking one rights from one group of people, the unborn children, and giving them entirely to another group of people, that is, the mothers of unborn children, and giving those rights automatically to one group rather than another is itself a misunderstanding of human rights because human rights should extend through the very nature of humanity to all people. So abortion should not be, could not be, cannot be um, 
a human right as such. Why do people think that it should be? Actually, very few people think it should be a human right. They think that people should have the right to have an abortion, which is slightly, well, quite a different thing, though in practice it means much the same. Why do people say this? What basis could they say it on? And the basis um, is normally, normally what they would say is that a, an unborn child is not a child, and so they would disagree with using that terminology, and they would say that it is not, in fact, human. Or they might say that it is um, human, but it's just part of the mother. So they would say maybe along the lines of our fingernails, our hair, that's human, no doubt about that, but it's part of me. I can do with it what I want. I can have a haircut, I can cut my fingernails, I can let them grow if I, if I want to. It's just part of me and I have the right over my own body. And some people say the same thing about abortion rights, um, that the, the baby is part of the mother's body and that it has no rights on its own, just self hair and fingernails don't. Does this hold any water at all? Put like that, it seems very thin and very stupid. And in fact, it's thin, stupid, criminal and dangerous. So um, when pressed a little further, what do they say? And they tend to say that they don't call it a human child. Well, they couldn't really. Um, they would call it a fetus. And a fetus is, of course, a human child, but it's just unformed. Not unformed, it's less formed. Um, no one is saying that a, a fetus of any age at all um, is completely unformed. It's not an, an, an agglomeration. It, is, it does have some structure and it is formed, but it's not completely formed. And the fetus means that, something which is incompletely formed. The same is obviously true of an infant as soon as it's born. Indeed, an infant, the very word, means unformed. And if you say that a fetus is unformed, which you can, you would have to say that an infant is unformed. In fact, that very word means that. And you could say this of any human being until at least the age of adolescence. And some people would say at least the age of adulthood at maybe about 20 years old. If this is true, that you can take something's life because it is not fully formed, then the same would apply, although less and less so to be fair, for a child which is just born, a child which is an infant, a child which is primary school age, secondary school age, even adolescent, until adulthood. The other thing that they tend to say is that it's not human. Um, that is, they say it's a fetus, it's not human, it doesn't have, well, they don't want to be pinned down too much in what it doesn't have, because the more and more you look into it, the more and more you see it does have. Children which can be aborted legally in America until very recently, actually still can be aborted, um, have all the, all the tiny parts of a child that you see in a newly born baby. It has it can be aborted, even though it has eyes, a brain, nose, mouth. It can smile. Um, it has fingernails. It has fingers. It has toes. It has liver. It has all the parts of the human child. And yet, um, the suggestion is that it's not human. Has this got any history? It has a very deep history. You can 
much more easily kill something or someone, they would say something, if you say this is not human. The Roman soldiers um, patrolling in Germany would, just for fun, shoot Germans, um, that is to say the, the members of the Germanic races, as they would call them. Um, they'd shoot them with bows and arrows, not with guns, obviously. Um, and they would say, these are not really human. These are not Roman. These are barbarians. And a barbarian was another way of saying subhuman, not human maybe at all. The Australian, um, the early settlers in Australia uh, used to do much the same thing with the Aborigines. They'd go out on Aborigine hunts, at this time with guns rather than with bows and arrows. The Aborigines did have bows and arrows, or at least some of them did, um, but they weren't all that good against guns. And they'd go on Aborigine hunts because they would say that Aborigines are subhuman. They're not really human. Hitler, during the various pro pogroms in Germany, would say the same thing about the Jews, not really human. And the abortionists are saying just the same thing about children. They are not human. They're subhuman. They're not yet human. They're unformed. They're just fetuses. You're not talking about a child. You're talking about a fetus. Um, and these are different ways of saying exactly what the Roman soldiers, the, the some Australian colonists, some of the um, Roman soldiers, obviously, um, and some members of the Nazi party in Germany. The child is clearly a person. If it wasn't, if it really was just part of a, of a woman's body, there would be no problem at all. You would pass the law. There would be no need for a doctor to um, agree. The doctor would just be doing a part, just as a barber does or someone who manicure, manicures your fingernails. It would be, there would be no need of legislation to say that two doctors have to agree that the woman's life is in real danger as was the case in British law from 1967. That would be complete nonsense if what the abortionist said was true or if anyone believed what they said. In fact, neither is true. Firstly, it's not true and no one believes it either. And that's why every country, every civilized country, but even lots of uncivilized countries put into place some sort of protection for the unborn child because no one believes that the unborn child is not a child in some sense. Then I'd like to pass over to another thing, um, more, more important in some ways, more trivial in others, much less to do with abortion, which is the American Constitution. I think I'll spend just one minute on the American Constitution. I'm sure it's probably worth a lot more than that. Um, but the Americans glory in the fact that their Constitution has what they call separation of powers so that none, none of the powers is overwhelming. The, the powers are the legislative, those who make the law, the executive, those who carry out the laws, and the legal powers or the courts, those who decide whether those laws and those actions are in accord with the American constitution and human rights. In fact, you can never have a situation where you have a separation of powers. The powers are always intermingled and joined together. But you always have a situation where one of the powers is predominant. And the power in America is the Supreme Court, because it can um, cast out any legislation, any action. It can say it's constitutional. 
It doesn't have to give any particular reasons, or rather the reasons it gives can be complete nonsense. And the reason it gave in, 19, in 1970, um, in the original case, um, were of course not complete nonsense, but had an awful lot of nonsense in them. But um, every country is in danger from having a disproportionate constitution. And in America, the liberals at the moment are really worried about the position of the Supreme Court in a way that they weren't 50 years ago when it was on their side. But when it's not on their side, they're very worried about it because the Supreme Court at the moment might bring in conservative legislation. And then there are howls of, um, of it all being unfair. And they're right in doing that because it is unfair that one section of the Constitution one section of the supposed separation of powers has, in the end, all the power and can do what it wants and is restrained by no one, nobody, no constitution, no document. It decides by itself. And that's the situation in America at the moment. And any situation which is good could be reversed. Any situation, however bad, may be reversed as well. So we pray for them to make good decisions in the future, as in some cases they have in the past. Now finish with a blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much. The Lexia Divina team hopes that this homily has helped you to deeply welcome the Word of God and gave you the strength to put the Word into practice where you are. You can send us your prayer intentions by email love underscore verbum day at outlook.com Our different weekly prayer groups gathering both in person and online will pray particularly for those prayer intentions. You can also check out our website for days and times in the description. If this homily has enlightened you or touched you in any way, please share it with your relatives, friends, community and your social media. Have a blessed week!